Thank you, worship team. You are a blessing and you encouraged us in the Lord. Family, it's all right if you give a hand praise for the folks that God is using to help us engage with the Lord. I also want to uh, acknowledge some of the amazing neighbors that are here today. Uh, we thank you for celebrating Mac Ave in your community. You have been uh, pillars and staples in this community far before we were able to purchase this building. Our church has been in this community for about 12 years, but in this building for about three. And uh, this neighborhood and community has celebrated us. So uh, to all of you, we are so grateful. Let me pray. Father, have your way during this time. Use it to bring you glory so that your people may be able to understand you and live for you. It's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. We tried to switch mics uh, to care for some of that wind, so if it starts acting up, just give me a thumbs up and I'll switch back to the other mic. It's been uh, an interesting past few months. I have been uh, sometimes sucked into social media and uh, started seeing people post a lot of things. And sometimes just because somebody posts something and it gets a lot of likes doesn't mean it's the wisest saying. Sometimes because people jump on, it's like, oh, that was cool, but, but that wasn't really deep. Y'all know we, we got these sayings that take place even if you're not on social media, way before social media. If I say a saying, you probably can finish it. Let me, let me give you a couple of them. Um, the early bird gets the... When life gives you lemons, you... Walk with your head held. Never let them see you. Sweat. Oh, I didn't know that one. Okay, I thought it was cry. Okay. <laughs> Birds of a feather. You know, there's these sayings that are out there, and, and the sayings at first sound all right. Oh, that seems pretty cool, pretty, pretty catchy. But God has something else when he thinks of what wisdom is. Wisdom isn't just a catchy saying. Wisdom isn't just something that you grasp the concept of even mentally. Wisdom is mental as well as something that you live out. See, the wisest person that you know, my hope is that that person isn't just someone that talks a good game, but that they live it out as well. And so today we are going to hear from God's word. I ask you to turn to Psalm chapter 19. You can look it up on your phone. If not, I think we gave it to you when you came in. You got that? Psalm chapter 19. And what is happening is God is using these psalms as songs for the people of God. These are tools of worship. David and the crew would have been singing these things. And it takes you from laments when you are crying out, how long, God, all the way to hymns when you celebrate and you are a great God, you are a good God. And then we get psalms of wisdom where God is not simply trying to have you only worship him. He's trying to have you make right choices. 
that you wouldn't simply have understanding, but you would also have application of how to live it out. And so my goal today is to do a few things. One, to give us the backdrop for God's understanding and wisdom, and then to give us some simple principles for what it looks like to be God's wise people. Because at the end of the day, I don't want you just celebrating, though I'm happy when you jump up and say hallelujah. I don't want you just giving the million dollars that you plan to give. Wink, wink, go ahead, write that check. Uh, I don't want you just responding emotionally. I want you to also walk in wisdom. And so God's word is going to lead us in that. Turn with me to Psalm chapter 19. Sometimes, family, I, I know that you, uh, you you guys are adults and you're ready to dive in, but the kids will be going crazy. So, kids, I need you guys to help me. I try to use one example per sermon to engage our children. I don't believe they're simply bystanders. They're worshiping, too. So, kids, are you present? Oh, now, if I said kids, I got cookies. I would have got a whole different, whole kids. Are y'all here? All right, kids, stand up for me. I just need y'all to do do two quick things. Okay, mama, mama, kid up front. All right, kids, I need y'all to find a tree and point to it. I need you to find the sky and point to it. I need you to find the sun and point to it. And if you're at home, you can be doing that too. You can be like, oh, a, a tree out the window, the sun off to the left, cracking in. Okay, we got you. Look with me in Psalms chapter 19. This is going to be a, a, a testimony to who God is. God reveals wisdom in two ways, general and special. General and special. General wisdom is wisdom that everybody gets in the world. Look with me at these first six verses. Psalms 19, the heavens declare the glory of God and the sky above proclaims his handiwork. Day to day pours out speech and night to night reveals knowledge. There is no speech, nor are there words whose voice is not heard. Their voice goes out through all the earth and their words to the end of the world. In them, he has set a tent for the sun, which comes out like a bridegroom leaving his chamber and like a strong man runs its course with joy. Its rising is from the end of the heavens and its circuit to the end of them. And there is nothing hidden from its heat. God is simply saying here, if, if, if you are human, if you breathe, you should be able to walk outside, look up and say, look at that sun. Oh, God must exist. Look, look, look at this air that is breath, this air that is entering into my lungs that I get a chance to breathe. Oh, God must exist. Look at creation. And whether you love Jesus or not, you got to stop and say, I didn't create all of this. Someone must have. You see, there's general revelation that, that God is giving that if, if, if you want to start by being wise, you got to acknowledge that there's something greater than you that has created all of this. Simple, basic, fundamental. That the world does not revolve around you, but revolves around the one which created all things. And the heavens and the sun are testifying to his might. So the start of wisdom 
is one of you being able to acknowledge that there is a God who has created all things and every day the Son is testifying to his magnificent power and glory. That's general revelation. Everybody gets that. But then there's something called special revelation. Special revelation is specifically for the people of God. Uniquely for the people of God. Because you and I know, I walk in the gas station, I'm like, what's up, bro? Man, God bless me today, I'm still here. Yeah, but how you living? Well, you know what I'm saying? I got that thing. If you want that thing, I got what? Hold up. Your life is like this, but you praising God. See, anybody can give God glory for the Son, but still not choose to walk in God's wisdom. And so God gives us some key ways that we get a chance as his people of God to acknowledge him. Continue with me, verse 7. And I'm going to keep referring back so you, you might get, if anything, I want you to get tired of looking at God's word because God's word is what heals us. It is what transforms us. He blesses me with an opportunity to just say a couple of words, but my words are not more powerful than what his word says. And so verse 7, the law of the Lord is perfect, reviving the soul. The testimony of the Lord is sure, making wise the simple. We live in a in a in a culture where your testimony is not enough. Somebody tell you that something happened to them, that this went down this way, and we second guess it, or we don't even believe a person. We say, "Well, if it really happened like that, show me. Let me let me see a picture of it. Let me see let me see a video. Show me that actual thing took place." God is saying that that the sun and the heavens testify to who I am. But I've got even something better for you. What I have is my word. My word is like the, the video screen that you've been wanting to, to give you proof that I exist. I've got not just simply the sun that's telling you that I've created something great. I've got my word that lays it out so you can understand who I am intimately. Intimately. So you can know me full well. This, this word does something amazing. It, it revives the soul. It's not simply talking about taking you from death to life. It, it, it's talking about healing every part of who you are. I don't know how many, how many of y'all uh, grew up with a grandma. At grandma's house, you go in the house, you've been outside playing, You've been outside kicking it. You walk into the, oh, I can't leave the camera view. Sorry, y'all. You walk into the, into the house after a day of hunger. You've been out doing your thing. You go to look in the fridge, and you're like, ain't nothing to eat. Well, the fridge is full of food. There's a ton of good stuff. But see, you're looking for ho-hos. You're looking for Twinkies. You're looking for gum. You see, out, out of that fridge... Somehow you look and you didn't see nothing that you thought was for you, but now grandma had made up some lunch that feel like you had a buffet, whipped up a dinner that's like everything, and it is nourishing to your entire body, gives you energy and, and the ability to move on. You see, God is saying that this word revives all of who you are. 
every aspect of who you are. It is not something that just gives life to your mind and you thinking better. No, it affects your heart. It affects your spirit. It affects all of who we are, revives every aspect of us. And so being wise means we acknowledge that God has created everything, but that he gives us his word to bring life to the, our very being, all aspects of who we are. He revives every aspect of who we are. And then he, he allows us to, to be people who were at one point walking in darkness and then illuminates and lightens our eyes so that we can see and be able to make choices that would bring him glory. This revival thing ain't just a big tent in our community with some amazing people singing and worshiping and folks getting saved. That is awesome, but it penetrates to the core of our hearts and affects every part of our being. Every part of our being. It's interesting that uh, that verse says that he, he enlightens the eyes. He lets you and I see, how did I get here? And, and how do I choose to make a different decision? Come on, y'all. We, 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 uh, can, can we be real for a second? Sometimes you get in a situation and the situation is so bad and then you pause and you're like, how did I get here? But if we could be real, we know the answer to how we got there. I know, I know I wasn't supposed to take that call. I know I wasn't supposed to answer, but she kept calling. She kept calling. So then I said, what you want? And then I said, no, I said no three times. I said no three times. But she kept out. So on the fourth time, I said yes. And then before I knew it, a guy gave me an out. My car didn't work, but I called Boosie to give me a jump. Cause I... <laughs> See, if you, if you replay it in your mind for a minute, God will show you where, where we went wrong and he's enlightening our eyes so we can see that, 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 that wasn't the wisest of choices. That wasn't a choice that you were making to try to align with my scriptures. That was a choice you was making to try to align with your desires. So our eyes get enlightened and we can now see wise choices. Continue with me in verse 8. Because choosing God's, God's path and his, his wisdom is, is, is beautiful. Continue with me in verse, uh, excuse me, my, my thing got off. Verse 8, the precepts of the Lord are right, rejoicing the heart. The commandment of the Lord is pure, enlightening the eyes. Enlightening the eyes. Let us see learn from our past mistakes so we don't make the same mistake what again again continue with me in verse 9 the fear of the lord is clean enduring forever the rules of the lord are true and righteous all together corrupt things will decay y'all this brother uh boyce wrote a book called on on the on on uh on psalms an expositional commentary he says that which is pure will endure since the word of god is entirely pure being without any deficiency error fault or inadequacy it along with god who spoke it is the most enduring of all things 
So the question is, what, 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 what are we living by? Wise people are living by things that will last forever, by things that will not corrupt and wear away. Jesus says, until heaven and earth disappear, not the smallest letter, not the least stroke of a pen will by any means disappear from the law until everything is accomplished. Set your mind on things above. You see, we get the opportunity to be his wise people when we just choose to submit and say, there's a God that's real, that's created everything. He's given us his word. He's enlightened our eyes so that we can see. Depending on him is not a, a gamble or a risk. We're investing in things that last eternally. Verse 10. There's more to be desired, are they, than gold, even much fine gold, sweeter also than honey and drippings of the honeycomb. Ain't it, ain't it, ain't it crazy what people will line their lives up after the, the pursuit that we allow our lives to line up after? We used to say this back in the day quite often. We say, uh, if, if you got a new job, would you move? Say, yeah. If, if, if auntie and uncle, you know, said that mama ain't doing good, would you move? Yeah. You know, if, if, there, if there was new opportunity in this new place, would you move? Yeah. If you felt God was asking you to move, would you move? Well, I, mm, I mean, I know God speaks. But 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 reestablish everything like how would he tell me that? You know, like like we can be sometimes willing to realign our whole lives with the quickness with a dollar. Somebody in a heartbeat could say, I moved for a new job, and we would be like, Oh, that's cool. And I'm not saying anything's wrong with that. But if you said I moved to be a part of a church. Somebody would be like, what? Your whole, you uprooted and sold your house? You, you left some friends because of a, what? But, but, but see, hold on. If, if, if God is, is our motivation for all things, and we understand that we can realign our entire lives for certain goals that are not godly and it's okay, then what does it look like to align our lives for the creator who has made all things and says, I want to open your eyes to be able to live for me and give you my word so you can understand how to do it. I'm not, I'm not asking everybody to move because if y'all all move, y'all won't be here the next time we have service. I want y'all here. I want y'all here. But there should at times be some, some radical decisions we're making for Christ that may not look as, as cool or be as popular, but because it is more valuable than gold, we're willing to say nothing else matters. This God is all that matters. It is not a, it's more valuable than anything else. Look with me at verse 11. Moreover, by them, this is your servant warned 
and keeping them with this with this great reward. Moreover, by them is your servant warned, and keeping them, that's God's ways, there is great reward. This guy named Boyce says, the text does not say that the one who obeys God's commands will be rewarded, though that is certainly true too. It says rather, in keeping them is their great reward. That in doing what God has designed and what he has ordained, what is wise according to his word, that in and of itself is a great reward. Have you ever just made a choice and you felt good, good about the choice you made? I, I remember, I think I told y'all this, uh, that and, and my mama might be on online. So hey, my love you. Don't don't be don't get me on this one. So um, I, I was I was a kid. I was probably about nine or ten. Uh, me and the homies was at the grocery store, and you know the snacks was looking good. Mama didn't give us no money. Uh, for this time, I'm supposed to be outside playing. I'm at the grocery store with my friends. Okay, I guess we want some candy, so let's steal it. Cool. We about to steal the candy. I go ahead, walk up and down the aisle seven times to try to get my courage. Children, my kids, don't try to get no ideas. Um, I grab, grab me a little Nestle Crunch. I slide it up my sleeve put it in my sleeve. When I turn around, the store owner is right there and he grabs my arm. Just missing the Nestle Crunch. What are y'all kids doing here? I know y'all are up to something. Get out right now. Throws us out the store. I still got the Nestle Crunch right there. I come out that store feeling like Superman because all that adrenaline was running, all of that fear, and we got through it. And I'm like, yeah. And then I, I kind of walk in the house and, and my dad my dad is a, 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 a larger man. And, uh, and just the, the fear of if I would have caught, got caught, this man would have tore me up. So that fear like reset some things. So now fast forward, I'm in high school and the pressure's on. Because you're supposed to look fresh. Oh, that's too old. You're supposed to look dope. You're supposed to, dang, see, I'm like grandpa now. Have drip, I don't know. Um, Help me out, help me out, James. Um, you're supposed to look nice in high school and the pressure's on and everybody's got the polo sweatshirts with the with the backpacks and the whole nine. So all of my friends now, or some of my friends now, are going to go boost and steal some stuff. Some of the stuff we're going to keep, some of the stuff we're going to sell. And I'm like, no, nah, I'm good. I'm, I'm cool. And I felt... Like I had just hit the lottery when I turned away, walked home as they went to go do what they did. Did they get caught? But I, I don't know. I just knew in that moment, making the right decision felt better than you giving me a million dollars. You see, God's word is saying just doing what is right is in a reward in, its, in and of itself. It's not always what you get out of it. They could have come back looking fresh. I didn't care. I was good because I knew I made a choice that would have been pleasing to my father. What choices are we making that's pleasing to the father? Where he is saying, good, I got you. 
you are abiding by my word. You are believing that I've created all things. You are making choices that show that your eyes have been enlightened. You're being wise, baby. And I see it. And I want you to know I'm proud of you. And that that would be a reward in and of itself. You make the right choices. Because he is our reward. But the question comes, and, and what sometimes is, is our wrestle, and what makes it tough is really what do we value? Do we value the promises that the world makes which says if you choose this way, if you choose your way, if you get it now, you will be better off than if you trust God who doesn't tell you how it's going to work out, who doesn't say he's going to align to your plan, who does, but he just says, trust me. That's all you get sometimes. But how's it going to work out, God? Trust me. But 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 you see what I'm struggling with. You see I'm coming up. Trust me. You see, he is our reward. Continue with me, verse 12. Who can discern his errors, declare me innocent from my, my hidden faults? Who can discern his errors, declare me innocent from my hidden faults? The psalmist is making a, a poetic request again, but this time it's a poetic request for forgiveness. Lord, forgive my errors. Both that which I am unaware of in this moment, later those that he is aware of is coming. But Lord, forgive my errors. See the hidden faults. You see, you can't be a wise person. You can't be acknowledging that God is a creator of all, has given us his word, has, has been quite clear with some, some ways that we can learn from past mistakes and enlighten our eyes. You can't be a wise person if you're not willing to ask for forgiveness. If you're not a person that's willing to have a posture that, that, that recognizes you've done something wrong, whether it be to this holy God or whether it be to a brother or sister, if you don't have a posture of forgiveness, that ain't wise. That's not wise. A lack of forgiveness communicates your perfection. You always walk straight, never veer from, from God's law and God's word. That's why he's saying, who can discern his own errors? You always see yourself as doing right. We need forgiveness for acting on once instead of on the word of God. We need forgiveness for hungering after other things more than a holy God in his ways. We need forgiveness for delighting in darkness instead of doing the simple and reading his directions. We need forgiveness. And so... Family, I, I want to give you the, the tool of forgiveness and being wise to help you. It, it, it ain't nothing that disarms an argument or a situation like an apology. Come on, I know, now, yeah, yeah, so the, the siblings in here, y'all can raise your hand. The singles in here, y'all can raise your hand. Uh, if you in here with a spouse, you just look at me right now. You just look at me, don't, don't. Because don't, don't nothing disarm an apology, don't nothing disarm tension and, and drama like an apology. So you, you walk in, 
And I know last night we was getting into it, but I just want you to know that was my fault. What? Huh? What? Like, 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 and, and, and that is a posture with one another. Imagine that posture with a holy God who already knows, who already sees, whose arms are open wide, that's waiting. Like, I've been, I've been waiting on you to come and experience my forgiveness. Declare me innocent from my hidden faults, those that I don't see. Verse 13, keep back your servant from also, keep back your servant also from presumptuous sins. Let them have not, let them not have dominion over me. Then I shall be blameless and innocent of a great transgression. Presumptuous is, is, is so you, you got your, your hidden faults, the stuff that you don't even know about, that you're making mistakes doing, but the presumptuous stuff is the, the rebellious, the, the stuff you plan, the stuff that I know it ain't right, but I want it anyway sins. And, 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 and God is saying that with, with wisdom comes forgiveness, owning the wrong that has, that you have. We can start like maturing our sin patterns. And so now maybe you don't dump a whole garbage can on somebody front porch, but but there are people who would say that you Sorry. We back? There we go. All good. Come on, Lord. Nope. All right. So, family, we if you're at home and you can't see us right now, like we, we will still be trying to provide you an audio recording because we want you to be able to still worship with us. We pray that we're able to bring things back up. But, but, but what can happen as a mature believer is, is now you begin to believe that you and God is all that matters. And so like you don't really listen and care about people. And there might be a, a whole slew of people that say, oh man, that's a, that's, a, that's a person who seems stable and seems strong, but they disregard me and don't really seem like they care. 
You see, sometimes we can allow our sin patterns to be so rebellious and so destructive and we begin to more neatly hide stuff that God is saying, no, let me have that. Let me have the hidden stuff and the rebellious stuff. If you're going to be wise, you've got to be able to demonstrate and show all of this to me. And if you are a person that's like, well, I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't know how I got, got to this point. How did I, I, I don't, I don't really think I have like, like a whole bunch of issues. I think like, I know God's working on me. Well, ask your friends. Ask, ask the community, ask the people around you. It, it, it's not that tough. Say something simple like this. Say, I'm trying to grow in Christ over this next year. And there are three areas in my life that I would like to work on. I value and I respect you. Could you tell me one that you think would be good? How open are you to what people in your life would say? How, how willing are you to be that vulnerable? Well, since you asked, girl, I had a list already running. I was happy. <laughs> I was happy you showed up. Me and the people crew were just talking the other night about this list of stuff you've been jacked up on. You know, family, it is, it is a, 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 a beautiful thing that God gives us people that love us. And some of us even have broken family relationships where we feel alone. We don't have literal loving physical family members, but he gives us the body of Christ where we can love one another and step in those gaps. And when we are asked in a vulnerable space, can you give me some insight into areas of my life that you think would be helpful for me to grow in? We lovingly respond. We lovingly respond. And so let us make sure that the presumptuous sins are being dealt with and that we don't cloak it in maturity. Lastly, fam, verse 14. Let the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be acceptable in your sight, O Lord, my rock and my redeemer. My Lord, my rock and my redeemer. This, this is something where, where God is communicating. All right, brother, I know you're trying to show off your engine. Tone that down. I'm preaching. <laughs> but God is trying to show us this, 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 this posture of, of offering a sacrifice. It says, be acceptable in your sight. That's the image of, of the people of God in this era coming forward with a sacrifice. Saying, God, I got something that I need to give to you to get right with you. And every time you come forward with a sacrifice, it's you acknowledging that you've been wrong. And so it is a posture of humility. It is a posture of reverence to this holy God. If you're going to be wise, we've got to be humble. We've got to have a, a posture of presenting to God our lives and saying, you are my rock. You know the meditations of my heart. But sometimes that can be quite tough. In, in this magazine called A Closer Walk, it tells a story 
It says, in the summer of 1986, two ships collided in the Black Sea off the coast of Russia. Hundreds of passengers died as they were hurled into the icy waters below. News of the disaster was further darkened when an investigation revealed the cause of the accident. It wasn't a technology product. It wasn't a technology problem like radar malfunction or even thick fog. The cause was human stubbornness. Each captain was aware of the other ship's presence nearby. Both could have steered clear, but according to the news reports, neither captain wanted to give way to the other. Each was too proud to yield first. By the time they came to their senses, it was too late. You see, family, the pride and stubbornness, it doesn't just wreak havoc and destroy your life. It will wreak havoc and destroy those around us. This God is saying, you are my people. I'm giving you special revelation. I'm giving you clear ways in which you can avoid disaster. Present to me yourself. Present to me your heart. Present to me the things you know and don't know. Present to me your life with a posture of humility. But present it to the one who is the rock. You see, this Jesus Christ is our rock. He is the one who has experienced all things and who, if you are going to base your, your life off of some sayings, base it off of the one who had a perfect life in understanding God and living out God. And so it is on him that we base our lives. As a wise man said this quote, <laughs> Or a person said this quote that I think can be of an encouragement, but it depends on who you are. A wise man learns by the experience of others. An ordinary man learns by his own experience. A fool learns by nobody's experience. Let me say that again. A wise man learns by the experience of others. An ordinary man learns by his own experience. And a fool learns by nobody's experience. The question is, which am I? Which are you? Do you learn by the experience of God, the one who has experience in creating the heavens and written it out for you? Do you learn from Jesus Christ? Do you learn from the one who has experience in walking on water and yet created water to nourish our thirst? Do you learn from the one who has saved you from countless car accidents and countless situations you could have been in, yet died to save you from eternal sin and damnation? Do you learn from this God who demonstrates his love on a cross and says, yes, you should be up here instead of me, but because of my love for you, I will take the wrath of death so that you might be able to live. Who are you learning from? It is someone. It is someone. Let it be the one. Jesus Christ. And so our prayer today is that as you are listening, whether at home or whether you are sitting out here, 
Our prayer is that you would be saying, Lord, I want to be wise. But being wise is not having cool and quick sayings that impress people. Being wise is understanding who you are, that you created all things. And that you equipped me to walk it out daily. We get to walk in wisdom. If you believe that this Christ, this Jesus is the one who saves and we ask that you not let another day go by walking in darkness. Choose today whom you will serve and choose Christ who offers you the opportunity to have your sins separated as far as the east is from the west from you and gives you new life today but understanding it isn't just enough. You gotta also choose to accept it in your heart. So even now, I wanna ask everybody's eyes closed. If you are present and you want to accept Christ into your heart, you want to stop living for yourself and start choosing his wise paths, even if that means today you want to rededicate your life, or if you want to accept Christ in your heart, I simply ask you to raise your hand and repeat after me. Lord, I love you. Please forgive me for the sins I've committed against you. You have created all things, including me. And you've created me to worship you. Thank you for forgiving me for my sins and giving me new life to live for you. It's in your name I pray, Jesus. Amen. If you have prayed that prayer, today is a, is a new day for you in Christ. If you prayed it and believed it in your heart, you can be present here or you can be at home. Our hope is that beyond just being a member of MacAv, you would be a member in the body of Christ. And that is why we do all of this. And for those of us that have accepted Christ already, but still are on the process of maturing to look more like Jesus, I simply ask you, how are you walking in wisdom? Which of those elements is God wanting to renew you in? Maybe it's forgiveness. Maybe it's humility. Maybe it's stubbornness. I, I, I don't dare people, but I'd encourage you, if you are not aware of what it is, then ask the Holy Spirit to work through somebody that you love and go to them and talk to them and give them an opportunity to help you see what God wants to grow you in. That's why he's given us community. Let's pray. Father, I thank you for those that are here whether online or physically present. God, we thank you that you give us wisdom. Wisdom, Lord, to be able to walk in your ways, not so that we can advance, but Lord, so that we can advance your kingdom causes. Free us up that we might live for you and live for you daily. It's in Jesus' holy name we pray. Amen.